Welcome back to Life Behind a Great Mind. This is episode numero uno. Thank you for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. On today's first episode, I think it's a very special episode, one that has been long awaited, uh, an episode that I have been wanting to, to share for quite a while. I would say, believe it or not, I think we're reaching about four years since I've been wanting to tell this story. I've told this story to only a few handful of people, only the people that have been with me through that journey, only people that have witnessed that journey firsthand, and also just myself writing it down in my book. Yes, I do write in a book. I don't write on it every day as I should. That is one of my resolutions for this year of 2024, is to daily write every day, and so far I've been doing good. Today's January 5th, 2024. I am five days in on writing on my book. So without further ado, like I said, episode one, it's called A Good Call. So before I start going into depth of my pod of the topic that I'm going to discuss, I want to make a habit of talking about saying a motivational quote slash tweet. So I do have Twitter. I've had Twitter for the past, I don't know, six, seven years. If you don't know what Twitter is, it's meant for famous people like myself. I'm just kidding. I'm not famous. I wish I was famous. Maybe one day I will. But then again, I don't want to be famous. Okay, anywho, this tweet that I posted goes back to October 15 of 2019. So that is almost three and a half years ago. Four days before my birthday. If you don't know, my birthday is on October 19. If you don't know, now you know. So coming up, I want y'all to send me some cash apps. You know, send me some gifts. You don't have my address. If you do, you don't. Let's remember, you don't know where I live. Okay. Okay, let's just start getting serious now. On October 15, 2019, I tweeted this at 12.08 a.m. And it says like this. Sometimes we ask God to change our situation without knowing that he put us in that situation to change us. Let me say that again. Sometimes we ask God to change our situation without knowing that he put us in that situation to change us. Go ahead and reflect that in for a little bit and then come back. I'm going to give you some time. All right, did you get some time or did you need some more? Go ahead and pause, go ahead and grab your drink or grab your popcorn. It's gonna get a little, a little juicy here. So when I tweeted that, sometimes we ask God to change our situation without knowing that he put us in that situation to change us. So this goes back to my senior year of high school. I was class of 2020, COVID year. Yes, it was COVID, it was a pandemic. You know, We had that spring break thinking like, hey, we're off for a whole week. And then that week turned into two weeks, and we're like, "Heck yeah, we don't have school, we don't have to do, we don't have to do homework, we don't have to do grades, we don't have to turn in tests, etc." Turn into a month, turn into a month and a half, two months, and so on and so forth. You know the story, the COVID year, which was the pandemic year. They all have to say, I didn't get to have a prom. Funny story, I put a deductible of a hundred dollars for a prom, and I didn't get to go to prom. 
which is cool. I don't need it. I didn't want it. But anywho, yeah, it was my, my senior year of high school. I thought I was on top of the world. I thought I had everything planned out for myself. You know what I'm saying? I had a job. I had a car. I had friends who I thought were my friends. You will know why in a little bit as to why I said I thought they were my friends. You know, no diss to nobody. You know, I'm glad that you were in my life. I'm glad that you're a stepping stone in my life to to find and discover new people, find and discover new ideas that I've had in my walk in my life. So I was always trying to find new ways to hide myself from reality. I try to find new ways to just distance myself from reality. If I could find a method or a form of way to just skip out on what's going on in front of me, I managed to do that, whether it may be healthy or an unhealthy way, a very toxic way, if you may say. So I don't want to get into too much personal detail, maybe down the line of this podcast, you will know. I was in a relationship of over four years. Yes, four years. That is right. I dated this person for more than four years. I am not going to say who. That is their business. So, yeah, I was I was in a relationship for four years. You know, my senior year of high school, you know, uh, things didn't end well. You know, we had to go our separate ways. So, you know, I was in that, in that mentality, that state of mind, like, okay, like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's just, you know, mess around, if you, if you may, may say. Which wasn't a good thing to do. You know, I tried to surround myself in that crowd that wasn't meant to be fit in. You know, I didn't want to stand. I wanted to blend in, you know, with the crowd. I didn't want to I didn't want to just be like, hey, accept me for who I am. Nah, I just want to be like, hey, like, like, let me be part of your group. So people are like, yeah, go for it, go for it, why not? So like I said, I had a job, I had a car. You know, I had everything going on for myself. You know, I thought that I was on top of the world. I thought everything was going good. And shortly, be- shortly behold that, you know, I was, you know, I was faced with a lot of, a lot of challenges in my life. You know, my walk, my walk with God wasn't as perfect as I wanted it to be. And what I mean by that is that I was born and raised in a church. You know, my mom, lover to death. My mom always raised me to be in church. She always raised me to love God, love God with all my heart because he, 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 he loves us. He loves you. He loves me. If you didn't know. Now you know that God does love you. So with my story saying with the quote again, sometimes we ask God to change our situation without knowing that he put us in that situation to change us. So I remember this day very vividly. You know what I'm saying? On my birthday, I had witnessed and gone through something very traumatic, very life-changing. Um, I remember too, it was a day, like three days after my 18th birthday. You know, I was leaving school. Uh, I was just in a rush, you know, like my whole headspace that day was just gone. Like it was an awful day. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I put on my clothes to go to school. I was like, today's not going to be a good day. Let me just put on my AirPods and just cancel out the world. Let me just cancel out the teachers, cancel out the friends. Let me just zone in and lock in on just what's in front of me. You know, taking those steps down the hallway, just going to social studies class, going to lunch and then going back to art class, you know, and then I skipped school early too. I'm sorry, mom, if you're hearing this, I'm sorry. I left school early. I should have stayed. I should have stayed till 2.30. I left like around 12.45. Right after lunch, I just decided to just grab my backpack and just leave the classroom. So I left. I went into the parking lot. I turned my car on. My little 2000 Honda Civic. Ah, I missed that car so much. I turned it on. Usually, I'll give it about a good five minutes to let it warm up. 
But just today, I don't know, just today I didn't let it warm up. I was like, let me just turn it on. And usually with that car, since it's so old, the engine is so old that you got to give it, you know, it's time to warm up. If you can't just turn it on on a cold engine and just hit the hit the gas and then you expect to go. No, since it was such an old car, it reacted differently. It was like, what the heck is this? Like, usually let me, you give me time to warm up, which I didn't. So I turned the car on. I just threw my backpack on a passenger seat. I put my seatbelt, I remember putting my seatbelt on and just tugging it as tight as I can. I remember just putting that puppy into drive and just peeling off the parking lot, the student parking lot. See what I'm saying? I had my AirPods on because, like I said, it was four days after my birthday. This was on October 23rd, this incident that truly woke me up. So I took off the parking lot. I remember vividly making a right turn and I made it a little too quick. And I gave it a little bit too much gas in that little car that I started to lose control. So then I look up and I see that there's an on-car coming, coming my way. And my immediate reaction was to just steer the steering wheel to the right. So I yanked that steering wheel to avoid hitting that car. So I remember just seeing just me and the windshield in front of me. And I remember seeing the sidewalk. So in my head... Literally, in my head, I was like, perfect. I'm just going to hit that sidewalk, and it's going to scratch the rim, bend the tire, uh, tie rod, whatever, ball joint. I was like, okay, I, I could live with that. But little did I know that that curb was going to act as like a ramp. As soon as I made impact with the curb, I remember just the car just impacting. And it just I remember just flying and so happened to be a telephone pole. You know, those big, tall, wooden telephone poles that you see, you know, all over San Antonio. And I remember just hitting it. Front of the hood, just bam, and, and I hit that. And when I made impact, I remember just flying off my seat. You know, the seatbelt didn't, you know, hold me like it should. So I remember just hitting the windshield with my head, cracking it. And just that smell of gas, that smell of fumes. And I remember blacking out. I remember um, some of the people that were there um, that witnessed that firsthand that, that saw that ac accident uh, rushed over to the car. And I remember just hearing their voice, but like you hear that ring, that god awful ring that people don't like. I don't like that ring. It was just like that, that one long pause of a ring where you don't hear nothing, but you hear the distance of people calling your name. See what I'm saying? So I remember that happening and literally my life flashed before my very own eyes and I remember this um the neighbor actually from this from my school there was a bunch of there was a neighborhood right there so I remember the neighbor came the the guy came out and he was like are you okay are you okay are you okay and me being me I was like yeah I'm fine how's the car me thinking like about the car something that could be that could be fixed you know that could be fixed it could be replaced but my life can't be replaced I only have one life so I thought to myself, like, hey, how's the car, man? How's the car? Like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I think I'm fine. I can't feel my arm. I can't feel my feet. But how's the car? And I remember this guy telling me, and I kid you not, when I heard this, this guy tell me this, I started crying. He was like, he was like, nah, don't worry about the car, man. Like, um, as long as you're okay. I was like, nah. I was like, I'm good. Like, how's the car? How's the car? He's like, I'm sorry, son, but the car is totaled. And as soon as he said totaled, I started crying. I was like, there's no way that this car is gone. There's no way that my first car that I've built, you know, that I bought, you know, with the little money that I had, thanks to my stepdad for helping me out, you know, 
rebuilt that little Honda Civic from not being able to drive to not being able to drive towards the end. And I just remember them calling the ambulance and I remember the ambulance coming. And once the ambulance got there, they yanked the door wide open. Like I could just hear that metal hinge of the door just creaking open, you know, by force. And I remember just them telling me like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like what hurts? What hurts? And I couldn't feel my elbow. I couldn't feel my whole left arm. I couldn't feel my feet. My head was hurting. My neck was hurting. So I remember them just putting me in a stretcher. And they're like, okay, we're going to take you to so-and-so hospital. And I remember just being like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? They're like, don't worry about your phone. I was like, no, I need to call my mom. They're like, son, you you just turned 18. Legally, you can go without a parent or guardian. And I was like, I just turned 18 a couple of days ago. I was like, I need my mom. I was like, can someone please call her? So I remember them calling, someone calling my mom. And my mom works 15, 20 minutes away from, from my school. And by the grace of God and, and the safety of God, she got there in five minutes. I still, to this day, ask her how did she manage to get there in five minutes. She just said that she just prayed and that she let just God take over. And I'm guessing there was no traffic out of all the time in San Antonio. There was no traffic because she got to the school in five minutes. I remember just her jumping into the, the ambulance and, and just going to the hospital with me. And I was just looking at my mom, just laughing. If you don't believe me, ask my mom. I was just laughing in that ambulance and I was like, I was like, Hey mom. And she was like, she was just like, like, just don't talk. Like just stay laying down. I had that whole neck brace. I couldn't feel my neck at the end. I was all sore. And the paramedics was all like, so what hurts, man? I was like, well, to be honest with you, it's just my leg feels sore. So I remember them grabbing these scissors and cutting my jeans, my Levi jeans that I got for my birthday, just being torn in front of me. And I looked at my mom, I was like, are they really cutting my jeans? And she was like, yes, son, you're saying you you have injured your leg. They have to check to see if there's no cuts, no bruises, no anything. So I remember them just cutting open my jeans like, like it's no one's business, right? And I remember just looking at my mom, apologizing to her, and I was crying to her. I was like, I'm sorry, mom. Like, I didn't mean any of this to happen. Like, just please forgive me. And she was like, my son, I forgive you. Like, you're okay. Like, I love you. Like, it's okay. And I just remember just getting to the hospital. You know, I remember that whole scene, like if you're in a movie, right? You're laying down and you see all those hospital hallway lights just like flashing fast, fast, fast because they're pulling you in that stretcher. They put you in that in that hospital room. And I remember that I reached out to my friends. I um, They texted me, some, some friends at that time texted me like, hey man, I hope you're doing good. I hope uh, speedy recovery. And believe it or not, no one from... I thought where my friends showed up through that door. No one at that time that I thought were were close to me, that I thought they were going to be my ride or die, they they didn't show up through that door. They didn't bother to call after to see how I'm doing. They have my phone number. You know, it's been the same phone number since I can remember. And the only people that I remember there were my close family, my real family, the close friends who I've been blessed and been able to know them since birth. You know, you know who you are if you're listening to this podcast. Just know I love y'all bros. My mom was there. My brother, my sister, my brothers in Christ were there. And I just remember just, you know, soaking it all in. Like, all the adrenaline just finally released out of my body. And I was like, okay, like, this is reality now. Like, I have to live with the consequences of crashing. I don't know if I was going to get a uh, citation for reckless driving or what. I didn't know what was going to happen. 
all I remember is that I couldn't feel my arms still. I couldn't feel nothing. So I got some x-rays done. You know how that goes. It was the pain in the butt. I didn't get discharged out of the hospital till about midnight. Um, I wasn't able to go back to school for a whole week. And I remember just going back to school after a week of recovery. It's just, it was, it felt different. It felt odd walking through that hallway where you once walked through with your AirPods on, you know, zoning out the whole world. And now that you go back to that same hallway, now everybody has all eyes on you. And you were known as a, as a kid who crashed outside of school. You know how that made me feel? Like, I thought it was just like, okay, cool. Like, like yeah, I'm, I did crash in front of school. Like, like, yeah, I did. Like, and I'm alive. I'm still here. Like, God God was with me the whole ways. And I just felt like that was just a wake-up call for me is to realize that we ask God to change our situations without knowing that he put us in that situation to change us. After that situation... I realized who and who was there for me from the start. I remembered who is the person that is supposed to be by me at all times. I learned to to forgive people. I learned to forget people. I got rid of a lot of people that I didn't need in my life. I lost a lot of friendships. Um, like I said, I was just in that relationship. And after that, I just felt like the whole world was just crashing on me. I just felt like... I was just falling onto my knees. I didn't know what to do besides pray. You know, like I said, my mom always taught me how to pray. Not only pray in the good, but also pray in the bad. Because God places you in situations where he didn't know he, you wouldn't come out strong. Like he knew way before I knew what I was going to go through. See what I'm saying? And it's hard to kind of learn from that. It's kind of hard to accept that into reality that that you're placed in situations where you're going to come out either strong or you're going to come out weak. But at the end of the day, you're going to come out of it. It just depends on how you react from it. See, we can go through the situations. Yeah, you can live through it. But can you grow through it? Can you come out a stronger person from your relationship? Can you come out of a stronger person from losing a job, from losing a loved one? How do you manage to grow from it? As a person, you got to get bigger than your situation because there's no big there's no problem big enough that can knock you down only if you let it knock you down if you get knocked down you get back up if you get pushed down you get back up see what i'm saying you can't let anything in life be a blockage from you chasing your goal so from that incident i learned to realize that i wasn't by myself i learned that that god was with me every step of the way through my recovery, I had to do physical therapy myself. I didn't want to do it at the hospital. I had to learn how to manage to move my feet. I didn't how to manage to move my arm. Um, I remember after like a month or two, I thought I was ready to go back to the gym. You know, I started grinding in the gym. I started lifting weight. But when I decided to lift the curl bar, you know, nothing heavy. It was just 25 pounds, right? I, I, I saw that my right arm lifted up, but my left arm was just stuck. And I remember just like stressing that. I was like, there's no way that this arm's not moving. And I remember telling my mom when she got home from work, I was like, hey, mom. She's like, hey, how you doing? How's your arm? I was like, well, I started to like lift a little bit. She's like, well, that's good. I was like, well, not really because I can't manage to lift up this, this bar. I was like, I feel like there's weight holding it down. And she was just telling me, she said, that's you holding it down, son. She was like, it's all in your head. Like, pray. I'm like, did you pray today? I was like, no, I haven't. I haven't prayed today. And then she was like, well, pray before you decide to lift weight and manage to get hurt again. So I was like, okay, 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 whatever, whatever. So I prayed. I was like, God, I just pray that you give me the strength to just 
help me lift this 25 pounder up. But by all means, I, I want to lift it up. You know, it's been it's been over two months from that incident. I need to manage to to get my strength back. Excuse me. And after that, I knew that it was going to be a long process. I knew that it wasn't going to be easy. So little by little, I started, you know, lifting five pounds, 10 pounds, 15, 20. So I finally got to that 25 pounder at the at the at the gym. I was able to, to slowly curl that bar and man, only if you were there to experience it. Thank God I was the only person in that gym because it was no music. You know it's true pain when you're working out with no music. Whatever the gym is playing is what you're listening to. So I had no AirPods, I had no I didn't even have my phone. I had my phone in my bag and I was just trying to lift that twenty five and as soon as I saw that twenty five lift up, I remember just like dropping it and just being so happy being able to lift that twenty five pounder again after Two and a half months of, of long, you know, physical therapy and just praying and just praying and just praying that I may get my strength back. And I just remembered that after that day, not everything was going to be easy because I knew that I pray about situations. I pray to not go back to anything that I pray my way out of it. And this is another quote that I want you guys to um, hear from me. Please don't ever go back to anything you had to pray your way out of. I'm going to say that again. Please don't ever go back to anything you had to pray your way out of. Meaning in relationships, don't go back to that relationship. If you pray to God that you want that relationship either fixed or God let your will be done. If you let God will be done, God will take care of it. And you will know whether it was fruitful or not. So I knew not to go back to those friends. I knew not to go back into that relationship. I knew not to go back into my old habits. I knew not to because I prayed. I prayed about those situations. I prayed to God, like, God, if this, if this is for me, then it's for me. If it's not for me, then just take it from me. So slowly but surely, God started taking those people away from me. Because I knew that they weren't for me. And here's another quote, another another tweet that I posted in 2019. And I don't know how I came up with this, but I was just on a roll in 2019. And it says, throughout life, you'll learn to forgive those who have hurt you. And you'll learn to realize that God places people in your life who will better you, who will build you up, and not to be the same person you were before, but to always remember what God's plan are for. Something that really stood out to me is not and not to be the same person you were before, but to always remember what God plans are for. See, I'm not the same person that I was post-accident or pre-accident. I came out a different person. Yeah, I might be in the same body, but my mindset completely changed. That spark changed. My motive changed. The way I viewed the situation changed. The way I viewed people changed. The way I accepted new relationships changed. Because I knew... That after that situation, after my accident, I knew it was not going to be easy. I knew everything was going to be different. And I accepted that. I prayed about it. And I, I was ready for it, believe it or not. I was ready to, to, to just take on whatever's coming my way. And I knew that everything was going to be for a purpose and for a reason. Thank you guys for tuning in to Last Behind a Great Mind. My name is Jonathan. And this was episode numero uno, Wake Up Call.
tune in to next episode. Should be coming out pretty soon. I'm work. I'm it's in the works right now. Give me some time, and you will hear another story of mine that would hopefully change your viewpoint on how things work. Because it's definitely helped change mine. So without further ado, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And I'm out. Thank you.